Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 889. We remain mindful of the suffering and destruction continuing and even escalating in Ukraine and offer a reminder of a good way to help, which is through the International Rescue Committee. Their address is rescue.org. Well, we're in receipt of some really cool audio postcards, and one this morning that even has an intriguing title associated with it. We'll hear that one in a minute, but first we have an audio postcard all the way from New Plymouth, New Zealand. It's from Kimberly Mutu. Good morning, Kimberly here at Fort Nigel Reserve, New Plymouth, New Zealand. I'm listening to a group of tui in the tree just above me. It's a native New Zealand bird, and they're singing as the sun is coming up. Take a listen. That's it from here. Have a good morning. Bye. Bye, and thank you, Kimberly, and thank you to that beautiful Tui and other birds. We have a picture of that bird uh, up on our Facebook page, by the way. Also, by the way, coming soon, we'll hear an audio postcard from across the Tasman Sea from New Zealand, and that would be Australia. Meanwhile, back here in the States, we have an audio postcard from our own Debbie Bleacher, at a wonderful place called Hog Island, up in the great state of Maine. Hi, this is Debbie Bleacher. I'm at Hog Island, off the coast of Bremen, Maine, and I'm bringing you the Northern Parallel Variety Hour. <laughs> the Northern Parallel is a warbler that's blue-gray on the top, whitish underneath with some orange and yellow throat patches, has a bicolored bill, blue on top, yellow on the bottom. The songs vary from bird to bird and region to region, but they all ascend in pitch and have that sharp cutoff at the top. In my mind's eye, I imagine the song looks like a zipper going up. I gotta go. Bye. Thank you, Debbie, up there at Hog Island, Maine. All those wonderful, great uh, bird programs going on uh, every summer and other times of the year as well. Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you've heard us talk about plurting. That word is a mashup from the phrase picking up litter while birding. We do it around here, and we're excited to know that folks all around the country are doing it too. Of course, many have been doing it since long before we invented that word. And that includes Bill McCusker in Rhode Island, where to draw attention to the alcohol nip litter problem, his friends of the Saugatucket Group, named for the Saugatucket River, got 20 volunteers together and in 90 days statewide collected over 20,000 plastic alcohol nip bottles in the woods and rivers, 
in the roads and streets of Rhode Island. And we'll get a post about this up on our website, too, and that will include a pretty dramatic photo that Bill sent us. So thanks, Bill, to you and to all those volunteers for a really great project. Uh, more about plurting, including our nifty new plurting, proud plurter map, is at talkingbirds.com slash plurting. And that's P-L-I-R-D-I-N-G. Speaking of doing good things, our own Freya McGregor seems to never rest in her efforts through the group Birdability, which works to ensure the birding community and the outdoors are welcoming and inclusive and safe and accessible for everybody. Well, Birdability recently fielded a team at the World Series of Birding in New Jersey and raised a lot of money for their good work in the process, and we can now report that their fundraising efforts resulted in total donations of more than 15... Let me start that again. Of more than $15,000. And that's uh, more than 5000 above their goal. Really great. So you can learn about Birdability's good work, too, at birdability.org. Well, bird flu is still taking its toll. We're seeing reports of massive fatalities of seabirds off the northern coasts of Scotland, as well as very close to our Talking Birds home base here in Massachusetts, where hundreds of birds have been washing up on the shores of the island of Martha's Vineyard, apparently due to avian flu. I'm not sure it's been totally uh, determined about that, that that is the cause, but uh, experts certainly think so. Uh, The good news in all of this is that songbirds and other perching birds do not seem to be at high risk from bird flu. Most experts not recommending that backyard bird feeders be taken down, only that they be kept clean. Of course, that's always the recommendation. That's a pretty distinctive sounding bird, and it's our mystery bird. This is the preview of the contest. That'll be coming along in just a little bit. And uh, here's the number to call, by the way, just in case you'll have it ready. So you will have it ready. Don't call yet, but we'll be doing the contest a bit later at 781-837-4900. A reminder, too, that uh, you can hear our show live anywhere on the planet just with an Internet connection. Just go to TalkingBirds.com to see how to do that. And you can take part in our Mystery Bird Contest wherever you are. Clues about our mystery bird. It's the smallest and maybe the most secretive of its clan in North America. It's a small marsh bird whose upper parts are black with fine white spotting. Its underparts are mostly solid gray. Its call is heard mostly at night. We talked about a relative of this bird on last week's show. Our bird nests from southern New England to the Gulf Coast states It winters from the southern U.S. to Central America, and it feeds by probing the marshy ground for insects and seeds. That would be our mystery bird contest coming up in a bit. Beautiful prizes again this morning from our friends at Classic Brands. A new generation sunflower seed feeder by Droll Yankees, featuring a powder-coated finish in forest green that won't chip or fade. It has zinc die-cast tops and bases and ports to last a lifetime, a snug-fitting cap that's easy for you to lift, but very difficult for squirrels to deal with, 
has a top assembly, easily removed for cleaning, and stainless steel wires that squirrels can't chew. To save your birds from dangerous window crashes, our other prize is the feather-friendly bird collision prevention kit. It's recommended by numerous bird conservation organizations because it really works, and it's really cool. It's a great little kit. If we have time for our bonus question on our mystery bird contest, we'll attempt to give away a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, makers of plastic-free books and notepads, journals and other supplies for a classroom and office, all associated uh, with our mystery bird contest. We often quote Henry David Thoreau, or Thoreau, if you like, when we describe the guiding star of our little show. He said, what is the use of a house if you haven't got a tolerable planet to put it on? We'll follow that up later with some thoughts about how that applies to our modern world. Right now, we'd like to uh, salute some more Talking Birds ambassadors, royalty of our Talking Birds uh, listening family helping us to spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. And instead of our usual salute music, we thought we'd have a little, uh, a little, a little music from Oklahoma. Oklahoma every night, my honey lamb and I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. Oh, thank you, Gordon McRae. Yes, Oklahoma, and that's because both of the ambassadors we're thanking this morning are from the great Sooner State, including Jana McCord from Blanchard, Oklahoma. She says, just recently learned about your show and love it, been listening to past shows as I work. I sometimes catch myself excitedly yelling out the answer to the mystery bird contest. I appreciate the educational aspects of birds and conservation issues mixed with the humor of the host. Well, and sometimes that's intentional. Thank you so much, Jana. And thank you to Tiffany Couch from Norman, Oklahoma. She says, love the birds, birding, conservation, and talking birds. Would love to buy some swag with your logo. So cute. Well, thank you, Tiffany. It's interesting you mentioned that thing about the swag, by the way, because rumor has it that our talking birds make your own swag contest. Uh, maybe returning here uh, very soon. We also heard that it's Tiffany's birthday sometime this week. We don't have the exact date here, but happy birthday week to you, Tiffany. Talking Birds listeners, will you join Tiffany and Jana and our many other ambassadors in our Talking Birds ambassadors family? Easy to do, easy to sign up for. Just go to the Get Involved button. That's right there at TalkingBirds.com. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor in the Let's Ask Mike live segment about, well, about birdseed. He has a lot to do with birdseed, spends a lot of time with that, and um, we'll be hearing some particular things about birdseed and other topics coming along here on our Let's Ask Mike live segment this morning. And up next, we're celebrating summer, which arrived officially on the 21st of June with today's featured feathered friend presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding.
Nothing says summer in the bird world quite like a bird with summer in its name. And the only one we can think of is the summer tanager. Daddy summer tanager is rich in color, usually described as the only all red bird in North America, although it does have a bit of gray or grayish black wash on its primary feathers and tail. And mama's good looking. Although dressed mostly in yellow with brownish wings, summer tanagers are experts at feeding on bees and wasps without getting stung, catching them on the wing, then rubbing them on a branch to remove the stingers. They're also known to break into wasp nests to consume the larvae inside. The genus to which summer tanagers belong was once thought to be part of the true tanager family. But they and their relatives are now considered to be part of the cardinal family instead. Despite the bright color, even male summer tanagers can be hard to spot, as they move about slowly in mid canopy and above in deciduous trees, especially oaks, often remaining hidden among the leaves. Sometimes the best way to find them is to listen for the robin-like song, and for the distinctive pit-to-tuck call note. Sounded by both males and females. It's Piranga rubra, today's talking bird's featured feathered friend, the summer tanager. And welcome again to our show number eight hundred and eighty-nine. Thanks for being with us. Just wanted to follow up quickly, uh, or not so quickly, on that quote from Henry David Thoreau uh, about the guiding star of our show when he said, what's the use of a house if you haven't got a tolerable planet to put it on? Well, we are making our planet less tolerable all the time uh, with things like um, global warming created by uh, atmospheric gases like carbon dioxide accumulating in the atmosphere and creating that greenhouse effect. A new story uh, that's just out this week about another greenhouse gas that we don't maybe hear as much about, which is methane. And the story indicates that the amount of methane in our atmosphere right now has spiked to historic highs and is increasing at its fastest ever recorded rate. This is according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So this gas, methane, uh, is the second biggest contributor to Earth's warming, and it is more potent than carbon dioxide, the biggest driver of climate change. It breaks down much quicker, but its impact is uh, very, very intense. Reining in these methane emissions could be one of the easiest and most effective immediate actions to slow down climate change, according to scientists. The most recent United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Analysis estimates that methane's potential contribution to global warming is more than 81 times that of an equivalent amount of carbon dioxide measured over. Twenty years, pretty dramatic. We'll do more about this、uh, on another show with a special expert guest associated with it. Meanwhile, coming up next here, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute.
The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. The very distinctive sound of our mystery bird. It's another bird like the one we talked about last week that's uh, often heard rather than seen. Part of that is because it's uh, really small. The smallest and maybe most secretive of its clan in North America. It's a small marsh bird whose upper parts are black with fine white spotting. Its underparts are mostly solid gray. Its call heard mostly at night. Our bird nests from southern New England to the Gulf Coast states, winters from the southern U.S. to Central America, and it feeds by probing the marshy ground for insects and seeds. What is that mystery bird? Tell us your answer or take a guess. If no correct answer is received, as always, we'll do a drawing to determine our winner. So give us a call as soon as you can, and that number is 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Prizes include from our friends at Classic Brands, a Droll Yankees New Generation Sunflower Seed Feeder, Featuring a powder-coated finish that won't chip or fade, zinc die-cast tops, bases, and ports to last a lifetime, and among other things, stainless steel wire that squirrels can't chew. To save your birds from dangerous window crashes, so important. The Feather-Friendly Bird Collision Prevention Kit is our other prize that's recommended by numerous bird conservation organizations simply because it really does work. It's a very cool little kit as well. If there's time for our mystery bird bonus question, we'll try to give away a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, makers of those plastic-free books and notepads and journals and other supplies for classroom and office. The important part here is the phone number, and that would be 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Up next here on this morning's show, it's Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautyo Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B U T E O. Beautyobooks.com. I'm for the birds. 
My name is Cheryl Eggert, and I live in Phillipston, Massachusetts. What I like about Talking Birds is the information, uh, but I also love the informality and the comedy and the fun and, and also just keeping up to date with what's going on in the birding world. It's a great idea to become a Talking Birds ambassador. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, click on the contact button, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option at TalkingBirds.com. And thanks. Mike O'Connor is down there at the famous Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod. He's comfortably seated in one of his favorite chairs, and sitting next to him is... Well, <laughs> let's find out. It's not your wife, I don't think, Mike. Is no, it? You know. No, but quite a bit smaller. Yeah, I was just. I was, How do you mean that? Uh, well, no. I was just sitting here at my little desk in my little office, getting ready for the show, and I looked over, and the chair next to me on the edge of the uh, back, a Carolina wren. Carolina oh. wren coming here to, oh. to help me prepare, apparently, because I wasn't doing a good enough job. He didn't think. <laughs> And, you know, I would like to know how it got in, but I still don't know. So, mm. I, you know, he's just, like, twitching and chirping, and, and I thought I just ran around, closed the doors. I could shut off this room for the rest of the house mm. and then open up the um, the side door that leads to the outside. And I didn't see it leave, mm. but I don't see any more birds, so I think it, it took off. So, But mm. maybe he's wow. listening up from the outside. Do you so have I, screens on your windows at all there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard about those. I'm going to have yeah. to invest in one of those. Yeah. Wow, that's and, pretty and amazing. Um, I told you about the great blue heron that I found in my living room once, but that was just uh, really, I think I left something open for, yeah, it's, for that one. It's probably trying to watch Netflix with you, that's all. <laughs> well, you really wanted to talk about bird seed, something you uh, you know a little bit about, and um, that people are, well, people are always complaining, I know, when they come to your store. You get blamed for pretty much everything. Uh, including what the price of bird seed these days, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously we know the price of everything has gone up. We're yeah. in one of those inflation periods where everything's going up crazy. But bird seed is even becoming not only uh, expensive, it is beginning getting hard to get. I, mm. I get a lot of customers from all around saying so their stores doesn't have it. Mm. And, you know, and they went with... There's probably three reasons. One was the good old pandemic that a lot of people started working from home, and and they they were home more, and they started feeding birds. But you know, they working at their office with with their feeders outside, and maybe a Carolina wren inside, mm. and they they had their feeders, and they got kind of hooked on that, and so the uh, availability of birds became scarce because they, the farmers hadn't produced enough. Mm-hmm. The other problem is the drought. You know, we're talking about climate change and about 60% of the farm growing areas are in a drought right now, so the crops are smaller mm-hmm. and they're not producing as much, so the availability is lower. And the other problem is that awful, sad thing that's going on overseas with the Ukraine war. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, over half of the world's pop- supply of sunflower seeds comes from that region. Mm-hmm. And with that region shut down, all the other uh, suppliers are scrambling to to meet the needs. So the farmers hopefully will plant more sunflower seeds this year, but with the drought, we don't know about um, how that's going to happen. So we will be in a period of high prices and scarce availability. But just a couple words of caution, don't run out and buy a whole bunch of sunflower seeds in order to, you know, have it because you'll end up with with the summer coming on, you'll end up with buggy meal moths full of seeds. So 
Don't, don't mm. do anything crazy, but just be aware that the prices could be uh, going up higher than you wanted to spend. And, and, and some people, I tell people, you know, you don't have to have eight bird feeders out there filled all the time. With these kinds of prices, you could just get one small feeder and keep that going. Keeps the birds around, keeps your activity, but you don't have to feed every bird in the world all at the same time. The other thing is, if it gets too expensive, don't forget water. Water, even in a drought area, is relatively inexpensive. And maybe increase your footprint of bird baths around, because all birds need to drink, and they'll come to the, happily come, especially in the summer, for a bird bath. So, so put some water on, and uh, we'll get through this kind of high price, but it's not my fault. Whatever not you your fault. That's the key fault. thing here, right. And I, <laughs> and I think you told us last time that peas are not really a thing you want to put out there. Yeah, don't, don't do peas or no. garbanzo beans. No, garbanzo. We have to talk about garbanzo beans uh, next time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mike O'Connor <laughs> at the famous <laughs> Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. Mike, thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. You got it, man. Yep, bye-bye. Back to the Mystery Bird Contest after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. Okay, one, one, more, one more time here. Listening to the mystery bird. That small secretive bird, smallest of its clan in North America, a small marsh bird whose upper parts are black with fine white spotting. The underparts are mostly solid gray. Its call is heard uh, mostly at night. So what would that mystery bird be? Tell us or take your guess at 781-837-4900. It's wonderful to get callers on our mystery bird contest, but today we have a whole, it looks like an entire family calling in the Stevens family from New Mexico. Good morning. Morning, Ray. We think it's the black rail. I didn't even get to ask you about the Stevens family yet. <laughs> Is it the, your whole fam well, your whole family there? Yeah, we're vacationing in New Mexico. We live in Wisconsin, but are vacationing oh. in New Mexico. Oh, okay. Or do, why don't you tell me your first name so I don't call you Steven? Well, I'm Heidi. Okay, Heidi. Well, thank you so much. And what was your guess again? The Black Rail. Oh, the Black Rail. I knew I heard that somewhere. Yes, the Black Rail is uh, absolutely correct. Oh, my goodness. Well, would you like to try our bonus question? If you have the whole family, I'm sure you'll be able to get this right. I'm going to have to put you on speakerphone for the, for the bonus question. Okay, good. Put us on speakerphone. Our bonus question would provide a $20 oh. gift card for Wisdom Supply, and uh, this would be a multiple-choice question here. Uh, are you ready, uh, Heidi and family? Yes. Uh, Brian <laughs> and William are here. All right. Thank you, Brian and William and Heidi. Okay, in the early Middle Ages, scribes used pens made from feathers, usually those of geese, to make a quill pen, the feathers were trimmed and soaked in water to soften them, and then the end was cut into a nib. Question is, what kind of feathers did these scribes favor? A, tail feathers, because they're straighter than other feathers. B, feathers from the left wings of the geese, because they curved to the left. Or, feathers from the right wings of the geese, because they curved to the right. Those are, your, those are the choices there. What do you guys think? 
it seems like most people are right-handed, so I'm mm-hmm. wondering if they would like the right uh, feathers from the right side because it curves to the right. You know, that is not only correct, but that is a really very clever analysis, and it is exactly exactly what it is. Right-handed people generally found it more comfortable to write with a quill that curved away from the writing hand, and that's what the feathers from the left wing of the bird would do. I was going to say, if that doesn't seem to make sense, you can don't blame us, blame Britannica.com. That's where we <laughs> found that, but it obviously made sense, <laughs> made sense to you, Brian, so... Uh, yeah. Nice job. So we'll have that uh, beautiful Wisdom Supply certificate for you, along with those other prizes that we detailed earlier. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, thank you. We thank you. Show. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Heidi and Brian and William there in New Mexico. Well, that just about does it for the show this morning. Thank you so much for being with us. We have a lot of really interesting guests coming along here again very soon. We'll detail them, too on our next show. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Frey McGregor, our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. The bird show, I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.